and welcome to the Work From Home Show. I'm Nikki Weisgarber, Director of Client Success at Kudos. On the show, we talk with leading companies about their strategies for working remotely. Here at Kudos, we believe that sharing and caring will be the keys to being successful through these tough times. So join us as we figure this out together. I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and I'm joined today by CEO and leading lady, Michelle Berg from Elevated. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you as well. Um, So just to kind of get started, tell us a little bit um, about yourself and uh, how you got started with Elevated. Um, so tell me oh, well, how far back do you want to go? Um, but depends I depends on how I, much you want to date yourself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll start there. Gross. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I've been in human resources now for 20 years. Um, and I, kind of nobody really goes into HR thinking that they're going to go into HR. No one grows up and says, I want to be an HR lady one day, but um, so I stumbled into it uh, real young while I was dur- in university, and then it kind of just morphed from there. Um, and then in 2010, I made the transition from corporate HR. I was a vice president of human resources, and I decided I didn't enjoy working just for one company, and I needed to make a bigger and different difference. And I decided that we were going to go and just do HR for small businesses. That's kind of where we started off. Um, and then where it's really morphed into is we now really don't even really focus on from a legalities perspective, the HR side, we really consider ourselves more of what we call an employee experience agency. And we focus on creating experiences that, you know, we ask the question, what are the employees feeling, thinking, hearing, and seeing? And when you build out programs like that, what can you build and how can you really um, wow, the environment and the environment that employees work in, how you can make that a difference. And we think, you know, a lot of the work that you're doing over at Kudos, it's really a, a nice complement to that. So you can have a great technology, but how you use that technology um, and for what purpose, you know, we, we really take it to that next level from a program perspective. Great. That's great. Um, yeah, kudos. We, you know, obviously we work closely with, with you guys as well for, you know, ensuring that we create a great culture for, mm-hmm. um, for employees and employers as well. So we, we respect the work that you guys do over there at Elevated for sure. Thank you. Thank so um, in these unprecedented times that we're in with COVID-19 um, and everybody kind of transitioning to working remotely, I know we've been in now for what, this is the third, third week? That, week three. Yeah, week three. Um, tell me a little bit about how that experience has been going for, for everyone at Elevated. Um, any successes, any challenges? Um, I know the first week has kind of passed, but I would assume the first week maybe um, presented a few a few challenges in itself. Well, you know what's kind of interesting. So we've got we've got a beautiful space um, right now that we work out of or did work out of, I guess I should say. Um, when we we moved in about a year ago, and I gave everybody a budget that they could go decorate their own massive offices with, and they it, they really could personalize it. And it was part of who they were. And so when you walk in, each office really is a reflection of their personality. Um, And so I've always, you know, and I loved our space. I loved everything about it. Um, And so working from home, though, 
one of the things that we've always had to do is, is because we go to client sites and we're working with clients in a lot of ways, that was our home base, but often we would just work from home anyway. So from a technology perspective, this has not been tough or a shift for us at all. We are, we were already really good at communicating over technology. Um, we were good at using different types of systems. We aren't just, we're, we're certainly not, you know, we don't just choose one. We'll, we'll choose the best one for the purpose at the time. So that wasn't an issue at all. Um, and then we're really good at, you know, you can work from anywhere in the world anyways. So a lot of people would go on, we, we call them workations, but you choose to wherever you go and you work as long as you're still there for the client. So that sometimes means, you know, you'd have to be up in the middle of the night uh, and that kind of thing. And so <clears throat> interestingly enough, our graphic designer um, happened to be in China when this all happened. And um, so she was kind of telling us about how China was starting to lock down and we were being, you know, we were being given this information from her directly. And, uh, and then she got back and this was well before self-isolation, but then she had to self-isolate when she got home. And, you know, through that whole process, we literally were just preparing and practicing the whole time. And so when it finally happened for the rest of us, where we all had to, you know, be self-isolated, we all were kind of ready for it. So like we had been, we'd been hearing again, even before the total shutdown, we were just preparing ourselves. And so more of us would work from home just to make sure that whole thing could, could work. And so for us, it hasn't been an issue. We meet uh, really regularly with everyone. We use Zoom very regularly. We've created um, different channels for just staying on top of what COVID's doing to organizations, what the government, you know, nuances are. Um, and so it's, we've been really good at filtering information. Um, and then in addition to that, we've created gratitude channels just so that we're all grounded um, and just talking positively about, you know, this sucks in a lot of ways. Um, but what are those things that we can find positive about what is working? Um, so it's been surprisingly good considering, again, 70% um, of us have kids at home. Wow. So that brings on another challenge. But I think because we're all in the same boat, we're all going through the same stuff, as lonely as it can feel, it actually almost feels more connected. Yeah, so we at Kudos feel like very similar. We feel like these channels that we've created through Slack and, you know, the additional meetings that we've created just to be connected with our teams has really created this sense of community. And um, I know with my team specifically, and, and I know that others at Kudos can relate to this as well, you feel like you know your team members on a more personal level. Because yeah. you're, you, you get to see their kitchens, you get to see their bedrooms or their pets or their, even their children popping into these uh, Zoom calls every once yeah. in a while, right? It happens. Um, yeah, so you're creating these communities. And I do feel closer uh, to my team members and to the rest of my organization in general um, since we've all fully gone remotely and we don't see each other in the office. You just need to yeah. find ways to connect with people and whether that's connecting on a Slack channel or that's connecting on a Zoom or whatever other technologies you're using, um, you still need to feel connected um, and you need to feel like other people are feeling like you do too because you need those feelings almost kind of validated. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing the introverts become oh, far more extroverted suddenly too. That's me. 
if there's no threat of a hug, it feels like life is better for introverts right now. I completely agree with you. And I, you know, being an introvert, I thought that I would be okay with this but I'm not, I'm not okay with this. I like, I don't know what it is that it, maybe it's because I'm being told that I can't, I can't do it. Oh, that is you know, like, I want to push those boundaries. Yeah. Um, but I do, I, it, that's something I've learned about myself is that I need the connections with my team and other people. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting how a lot of these, you know, you learn more about yourself in situations like this. You do. Absolutely. I want to kind of tap into, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned channels that you and the team connect on and uh, different technologies that you guys use. Um, I want to talk about what does your, um, what do your connections look like with your team as far as team meetings or team huddles? Um, tell me a little bit about what your check-ins, your check-ins kind of sure. look like as well. Yeah, we, we, so every morning we do a check-in. It's really a daily priorities. What's on, what's on the go. Um, and we do that. We have one separate channel for that just to see what the daily priorities are. What I love about it is it's a real quick scan to say, oof, actually, if you're working on that, then you should work on this or, oh, before you make that a priority, you need to have this from me. And, and all of the team members read everybody's priorities. So that's been um, that's been really nice that we did though again because most of us are out of the office regularly the check-in process was really easy mm-hmm. um, what we've added now is the checkout process so the big thing that I really worry about from a work from home environment perspective is boundaries it, you know a lot of us are working at our kitchen tables now mm-hmm. um, especially if there's two people working from home someone's got to have the office and someone's got to figure out where else to work um, and, and when you wake up and you grab, the first thing you do is grab your laptop and you start working and it's the last thing you do before you go to bed, those boundaries don't exist. Mm. And I do worry about mental health and I do worry um, about just really making sure that people can say no. Um, burnout, burnout is probably a much bigger concern for me right now, given, given the situation. So by putting on check-ins and check-outs, um, we know where people got to, we know where they've left off. If someone wants to pick up later on, that's okay too, but at least they know where everyone's at. Um, and again, it's just this really easy, fast um, process for us. And you know, we sometimes got quite, we've gotten, we've, we've said to do the same things at other organizations. And some of the pushback or feedback that we get is it feels a little bit micromanaging. Mm. Um, I would tell you there's not a single person on our team that feels micromanaged. It's sharing. And in this environment where you cannot over-communicate, telling others what you're working on or what you've completed gives you a sense of accomplishment and pride or a kick in the butt sometimes, <laughs> you know? And, and that's nice to have too, is just this reminder of, oh man, he or she got all that done. I need to step up the next day. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of competition either. But from my perspective as their leader, I wouldn't say that they feel micromanaged. I feel like they're communicating and we're all then operating from the same page. Yeah, absolutely. And it, yeah, I agree with you. We, we do team huddles. Um, me and my team do team huddles every morning. Um, and it does set the stage for what everybody is kind of you know, working on, where do we need help? Where do we need to support each other? But we always start those team huddles as well um, with um, making sure that everybody is okay from that, you know, um, mental health perspective. How is everybody doing? Um, what, where do you need support and who do you need that support from um, to get you kind of feeling a little bit better, or put you on the right path? So we always try to bring that um, empathy factor into those conversations awesome. first. 
Yeah. We have, um, a bigger, we have a bigger meeting on Wednesdays that really dig into that. And it's actually a mental health check-in. Mm. So we actually even ask on a scale of one to 10, where's your mental health at right now? Mm. But we also are huge advocates of mental health and we have mental health plans in place. Each person has written a mental health plan. And what really that is, is it, it outlines what their triggers are when, you know, and what it looks like when they start to go off the rails so that if we need to ask spouses to get involved or somebody else to get involved, we can be kind of watching for that. Again, we often get asked, well, isn't that a huge invasion of privacy? And I would just say when mental health is so important, uh, in general. Um, I don't force anyone. We don't force anyone to do it. It's all, it is, it's just such an important part of our culture and, and we teach it all the time. So if we're going to teach it, we've got to be living it. So on Wednesdays, literally, it's just dedicated to our mental health. What are the things that we've done to try and help ourselves? And then it's like almost like this call out period. Um, this last Wednesday was a big one for us where I, I, I was breaking last Wednesday. Um, and, and I love that my team feels safe enough and vulnerable enough to say, Hey, first of all, this is how you're looking right now. Do we need to call Jeff? And I, and I said, no, but I love that feedback. That mm -hmm. they've given. And I said, let's talk about doing X or let's talk about doing Y. Um, and so then we got ourselves back on track again. And, and so that's the environment that we've, but, but to be able to like build this opportunity to talk about mental health, I think it's just, it's now more than ever. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know what, Michelle? Um, I think it was maybe, oh, was it a couple of weeks ago now? Um, I think it was the first week when this all kind of blew up and we all started working remotely and you had this very emotional post on Instagram and I felt your emotion coming through in that video and I felt like I, I, knew, I knew you and I wanted to reach out to you and like wow. say, like just say, hey, Michelle, you got this, like, you know, you're going to beat this down for sure. You got it. Right. Um, but it's in those moments where I felt for you and I like that you were vulnerable enough to post a video like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that is a tricky point. thing. That's a tricky thing to do, <laughs> but you were vulnerable <laughs> enough to put yourself out there. And I'm sure you probably had other people see that video and reach out and, and say to you, you know what, Michelle, what, how can I help you? How can I support you? What do I need to, you know, what do I need to do? I, I'm feeling for you right now. Yeah. And my, and the point of it really, again, like as much, I love the support, I, I did not, I was humbled by it. I didn't expect from that perspective because the real point of it was to show like, Hey, we're all feeling this right now. Um, and it's okay to be scared. I think my persona in general, for those that know me, always see me as this, she's just tough. She just moves on. I, <laughs> You know, quite literally, I've done 24, we've supported now as an organization, 2,400 layoffs in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and we have supported people through their EI applications. It has been mentally draining and exhausting. Um, and yet I'm still incredibly grateful for the opportunity that I have to help, as weird as that sounds. Mm -hmm. um, but it can take its toll. And when I realized that it was taking its toll, I, was, I, I needed to do something. And it was in that moment where I was like, hey, I can't be the only one feeling like this. I've got to share. Um, and I'm truly humbled. I think that, that that post continues to get people to comment and, and say the same thing. You've got this. But we've all got this. Mm -hmm. You know, We're in this together. Um, this is the most unique situation I've ever been in. 
And what I love about it in a way, not that you can love anything about this really, but what I am fascinated by is that this is not a class thing. It is not a race thing. It is not a country thing. This is, this is affecting, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. It's affecting everything and everyone. Yeah. And the only way out of this is by sharing and being vulnerable enough to share. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Uh, do you, do you listen to Brené Brown? She's all about that vulnerability. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, and first of all, I love her voice. I could probably listen to that all day long. Yeah. Um, and again, like, I'll be honest too. I'm kind of the opposite of that. Most people who know me wouldn't think that I like being vulnerable or I, I, I have a very hard exterior shell most of the time. Um, but in this case, I haven't found I don't, I don't, it doesn't serve me in this case. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for being vulnerable <laughs> and putting yourself out there. Thank I'm you. sure there were a lot of people um, that really, that, that message really resonated with them and because it resonated with me as well. Thank you. Um, so, you know, kind of thinking about the future, um, you know, what uh, opportunities kind of present themselves or what were, what are some of the things that you think that you could be better prepared for, um, for, you know, potential, um, uh, you know, situations that may arise, uh, like this again? Well, I am shocked at how bad work from home culture is. <laughs> um, we, so I'll be honest, we've started a new, a new service that a lot of the bigger companies that are maybe necessarily being hit as, as hard as some of the other companies are taking us up on, but we're doing remote work coaching. Oh. It is, it is shocking to me how leaders and managers think that they can't performance manage now mm. that they're working from home, that you can't set key performance indicators. And in fact, I've, I've been told, um, well, key performance indicators, like they're meaningless. And I'm like, well, if you think they're meaningless, then your team is going to find them meaningless. And they're probably not going to have purpose in their life or their day then either. I'm a, I'm a big believer in going back to foundations and just really having good conversations about what success looks like mm -hmm. and getting, and, and, you know, another big a book that I, that I love is Radical Candor. And so Kim Scott says, being clear is being kind. And I'm a big fan of that. So really setting up those expectations. But I am shocked at how, you know, managers are just struggling at A, the connection piece, B, setting those check-in, check-outs. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we built a small little, in less than two weeks, we built a small little practice of saying, hey, if you were really struggling at setting up how to manage or how to feel comfortable with all of this, we're happy to help. Because realistically, it starts with trust. Yes. And, and any time that you have a leader who's struggling with that work from home um, environment is probably because they didn't trust them. Because the truth is, if you don't think they're working at home now, they probably also weren't working when they were at the office. Because just because they're staring at a computer from nine to five did not mean that they were working either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I've, I've seen that evolve. I'm hopeful though, that this is just a blip in time and that people do get better and realize that, hey, work from home is not this bad thing. Or we stop hearing, oh, must be nice. You work from home. You know, I hope <laughs> that that ends as well. Um, and then the other thing too is, well, what we've evolved during this time is uh, what we call wellness check-ins. So I've been to our clients that we've temporarily laid off, we've been phoning them 
just to make sure that, hey, was there a problem with the EI process? How did that go for you? How are you feeling? Have you talked to your banks yet? Um, have, you, have you reached out to the utilities? Just to make sure that they know what the supports are that are out there. Yeah. When, when you are laid off, it can be super overwhelming. And, and you know, the easiest questions may not be so simple. Um, and so we've just, we've, we've offered it now to our clients and the response that we're getting back is amazing. Um, and what I really recognized is how you treat people in the temporary layoff process is going to be the thing that allows these companies to bounce back that much faster. Yeah. The experience that people need to have to know that this isn't them, this isn't about them. This is about making sure there's a business to come back to. Mm -hmm. um, but but giving them a sense of hope and again you know we get a, we get some pushback too well shouldn't the leaders just be phoning and doing that too and they should and they could but let's face it they're also still trying to keep the business afloat so if yeah. we can take that small piece off for them um we've been spending a lot of time doing that and so again what i am loving right now is the rhetoric around mental health i have never seen so many people be open about talking about it and i am pleased to see that yeah I am pleased to see because again we've all been we're all working from a level playing field right now too so we're we're all seeing and hearing and feeling the same thing so nothing seems you know we're all in it together and and again so I'm just seeing that that connection and that sense of community has come out like I've never seen before mm -hmm. um, from associations doing groups to support each other to, I mean, I even started something called Moms Who Wine. And, um, and it's really just giving to deal with the guilt trips that moms mm. have right now. Yeah. And so I, I, I love where work is going and where work is, and, and I think it's just gonna be, it's the trajectory, the acceleration of the work from home program. It, I'm excited about, cause I think this is going to, be a whole new playing field of being able to get talent outside of your local area as well. Yeah. Um, if you can now work and figure it out in your own city, imagine the talent that could potentially be at your fingertips now just yeah. because they aren't in your local area. So I am so excited for recruiting um, and, and, and how this is really going to change business when we're all back to doing business. So we'll have to do another podcast to yeah. discuss what that looks like <laughs> six months down the line, right? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, kind of before we lead into some of the wrap up questions that I have prepared, um, is there anything else that you kind of want to leave our audience with as far as, um, you know, best practices or tips or tricks or any advice that you have for them? Yeah, I think for me, we're, we're, a uh, big proponent of making sure that your people treat working from home as if they were still going to the office too. So we encourage the shower. We encourage getting dressed the way that they would have, you know, beforehand. And probably the biggest thing is we encourage the video, like the recording, the, the camera. Mm -hmm. um, I, again, um, am fairly introverted in a lot of ways. And I can't tell you how much more I appreciate seeing someone's face. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and how frustrated I get when we've done these meetings at other clients and I don't get to see anybody's face. And so I'm doing this presentation and I think I'm killing the presentation and then it's silence at yeah. the other end. And that's either because they're on their emails or they're on their e-text and it, they would never do that at a boardroom table. 
So to encourage and to build what we encourage you to build team charters of how is this going to work? What do we need to commit to? Um, that the team charter is all about showing up, showing up the same way you would have at a boardroom table, mm -hmm. um, this, you know, showing up the same way through a camera as well. And because you get what you give. And at the end of the day, this is as close as we're going to get, but we can make this almost next to being like you're with someone. So again, turn on your camera, get over yourself. If you don't like how you look on camera, then you probably don't like how you look in real life either. Cause it's not it's any same. different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great so. advice. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So now to the, some of the fun stuff. Sure. Um, so the first question is what's your favorite go-to work from home outfit? Okay. You're so not going to be in a boardroom setting. <laughs> no. So I am, um, business on the top. So I usually, I probably wear a blazer every single day and then I am full on <laughs> leisure on the bottom. Nice. <laughs> That's I my favorite go-to. I can second that as well. I am in my sweatpants right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I put on jeans the other day, mostly just to make sure that they still fit. Yeah. Um, and I realized like how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. Yeah. When you're sitting in a chair. Yeah. Like in, sometimes you don't even get up for hours no, on end. You don't even realize different. you've been sitting there. It's yeah. way different. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what would be your number one tip for working from home? You did mention a few earlier, uh, but yeah. what would be your number one tip? Um, set boundaries you know, start and finish, treat it just like you, you, you did at work, have a start time, have a fish finish time. And so that you can still be there totally for your family. Yeah. Um, afterwards. Yeah. I think that's a super important one, even for myself is because I do have two younger children, you know, you have young children at home as well. And, um, I feel guilty that I'm not giving enough time to work or I'm not giving enough time to my family. So <laughs> I think if you're still setting those boundaries while you're working from home, like I got to tell my kids I'm working from, you know, eight to five. And after that you have my full attention. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think setting those boundaries is super important. But don't forget them out loud. Time, my, as a mom, don't forget to set time for you too, because it's yeah. not just about being work and it's not just about being a mom there. This, this is self care is so important right now too and and it's okay to be selfish that's what yep. i always say anyway. maybe it's because i am but yeah <laughs> okay what are you binge watching you watching anything on netflix or oh, crave tiger king <laughs> i can't like can't look stop away watching. it's a train wreck yeah it's the number one show in canada <laughs> right now and i think like no i can't i can't stop yeah, I know. They picked a really good time to, uh, to release it. <laughs> like, is this real? That's what I keep. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Is there a book or a learning resource that you can recommend um, to HR professionals um, to continue, you know, developing their skills during, you know, this work from home time or even, you know, working remotely going forward? Uh, so such good timing and is that so I'm a huge fan fan of Simon Sinek and over Christmas he released um the in the, the infinite game and this is that time where those companies who think infinitely are going um are gonna make it and because it's not just about a moment in time it's not just about winning this year it's about consistently pivoting and improving and I think from an HR perspective my biggest my the big thing around that is, is I, I say stop reading HR books because you're just preaching to the choir at that mm, point. Yeah. But understand 
anytime I give advice about books or resources, I always say, try to get into the mindset of the leader of the organization or the owner of the organization. Because once you can understand that, that's when you can start to advise. That's when you realize what they're going through, plus what you're trying to accomplish at the same time. So, I mean, you know the laws, you know the people game, but really try to understand the business game too. Yeah, good advice. Um, so with all of us being on uh, Zoom and um, we chatted about this a little bit earlier too, is, you know, funny things that kind of happen in the background as you're having a Zoom call. Yeah. Um, is What's the funniest thing or event that happened while you were on a Zoom call in the background? Well, I mean, I've certainly felt like that man from the BBC a couple of years ago <laughs> yeah. where the kid has like, certainly, I'm surprised she hasn't, but we've had some serious, you know, conversations around not coming up and downstairs during this time. Mm -hmm. So she's been pretty respectful. Um, I think, you know, what I love right now about Zoom is that you can change all the backgrounds. And when we work with tech companies, um, and it seems to be more so the tech companies than anything, they'll download or they'll make their own backgrounds yeah. that they have. And some of the stuff that they have <laughs> done, um, it just takes, a, again, it's a train wreck. Like you can't yeah, look can't, away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so far, everything has been pretty tame. Um, considering, again, a lot of my Zoom calls have been terminations unfortunately yeah. and so there hasn't been um there hasn't I haven't noticed as much we've done large scales terminations like this over zoom or, or temporary layoffs I should say over zoom and so I'm I think I'm probably so nervous because I, I feel awful I, of I, I you know during the whole time that I probably haven't noticed as many things that are going on especially when I've got like 600 screens coming you know yeah monitors or a hundred, I should say, is the biggest that we've done in one time. But yeah, so I probably haven't noticed as much. But uh, um, oh, and I do love, you know, the bathroom meme where she oh, forgets. Oh, right. <laughs> she takes the that one is going viral for sure right now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jennifer. <laughs> awesome. Well, that wraps up our questions and our interview for today, Michelle. I really want to thank you for uh, coming on and speaking to me. I really enjoyed our conversation and hopefully we can uh, have more of these in the future. I hope so too. Thanks so much for having me today. Thank you. So thanks everybody for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel for future episodes and give us a five-star rating if you like the show. Until next time, stay wise, stay connected and stay healthy. Bye for now. Bye.